God. So, you know, we're just going to, I'm just going to minister the word to you a little bit. Are you guys staying up there? Are y'all going to? But uh, I want to minister to you a little bit this morning. I, I, uh, you know, I was praying last night and, and just kind of seeking the Lord on what to share this morning. Actually, the Lord started dealing with me throughout the day yesterday, as he always does. And, uh, you know, here's the title of my message today. The title of my message, you are to, I hope you're taking notes. I know a lot of you in church, you take notes and such as that. And, and uh, uh, the title that I've named this is Everything's Going to Be All Right. Everything is going to be all right. And so we believe that. We're, we're, we're knowing things are going to get back to normal and better than normal. We believe anything the devil means for bad, God can always turn it around for good. And so things are being turned around even as I speak right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And, uh, you know, the scripture that the Lord kind of took me to and led me to was uh, the first one I really thought about was John 16, verse 33 in the Amplified Bible. If you got your Bibles, if you don't, just listen to what I, I'm going to read here. And this was Jesus speaking in John. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. I've told you these things that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Listen to what he said. He said, in the world you have, you will have tribulation. Listen to what he said. In the world you will have tribulation. He said, and trials and distress and frustration. Now listen, he didn't say you might. He said, you will. Jesus understands what, the, what goes on in the world. He understands what we're going to be facing in life. And, but he kind of warned us ahead of time. But he said, right in the middle of it all, he said, in me, you can have perfect peace. God wants you to have peace even in this come, uh, in the midst of all this turmoil that's going on in the world right now. Uh, frustration and fear, stress, anxiety. God, that's not the will of God for your life. If you're a if you're a Christian, if you know God, you are to be trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledging Him, and He's going to direct your steps. He's going to make sure that you have all your needs supplied. And it goes on to say, he says, uh, be of good cheer. So he just says you ought to have some cheer. You are to be cheered up. And here's what he's saying. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. He said, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived, listen to this. I have deprived it of power to harm you and conquered it for you. So all these things that's going on in the world, he says, I've deprived it of the power to harm you or hurt you. Listen to me. You've just got to stay in faith and continue to, uh, uh, to, uh, to trust in God. Uh, here at Word of Life Family Worship Center, I know a lot of you are listening today. We've been taught that God's for us. He's not against us. He's not going to leave us. You know, I remember, and uh, I was reading in Joshua chapter 1. We all know about Joshua, how God uh, uh, promoted him to take Moses' place. But when you start off in Joshua chapter 1, the Bible says that God said, Moses is dead. And he told Joshua, here's what I want you to do. In other words, when I'm not going to quote all that because I just want to let you hear one thing about this, and I want you to see this. He was letting him know, Moses is dead, but I'm not. Moses is dead, but I'm not. Moses is not with you, but I am. 
And so he was telling that. So no matter what's going on in the world today, God's saying, listen, things may be changing. You might not can get to do the things you uh, are used to doing. But listen, I'm still with you. I'm still God, and I still know how to do things that you need done in your life. John 14.1 says this. Listen to this, John 14.1. This is also in the Amplified Bible. He says, do not, listen to this, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Listen, he's telling us something we not, we're supposed to not do. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Listen, every single one of us can get upset. Every single one of us can say, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And there's a lot of that going on even among Christian people. And I can understand uh, why their concerns are. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, don't let it be distressed or agitated. Listen, there's a lot of agitation out there. When you look up that word agitation, it's kind of like a washing machine when it's, when it's washing clothes. It's kind of working stuff and agitating them clothes. It's literally getting the dirt out of them clothes and such as that. But I'm here to tell you, he said, don't let your hearts be that way. Don't let your hearts be agitated or distressed. He said, listen to what he said, you believe in, in, you believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in, adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. When? Now. Now, we need to trust God now. We need to continue to trust God right now. And as we do, I'm telling you, you'll start experiencing the peace of God in your hearts and in your minds. So that's what God wants you to have. Aren't you glad you know God? Aren't you glad Jesus is your Lord? And uh, there's another passage of Scripture in John chapter 14. Remember, I said, everything's going to be all right. That's the title of my message. You're to just look at somebody in your home right now and say, everything's going to be all right. Go ahead. I'm going to give you a little time. Just say, everything's going to be all right. Come on, say it again. Look at somebody else in your home. Everything's going to be all right. And now say it like you mean it. Everything's going to be all right. All is well in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 14, verse 25, and I'm also going to be in the Amplified Bible because it just brought some things out. Jesus said this, I have told you these things while I'm still with you, but the Comforter, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, the Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall. Listen to this. First, you know, I, of course, most if you're not listen, used to listen to me preach, I kind of get fast talking, so I'm going to try to slow down a little bit. He said the comforter, the counselor, the helper. The Holy Ghost is your helper. He's your helper. He's your strengthener. He's your he's your standby. He's on standby. Where's he standing by you? Standing by you when right now? He's your standby. The Holy Spirit. He, and not only he's he in you, he's with you. And he goes on to say, "Whom the Father will send in His name, which we have the Holy Spirit, because Jesus already left." He says, he's in my place to represent me and to act on my behalf. Listen to what he says. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall. He will remind you of. 
bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Isn't that wonderful that he brings? Listen, in the midst of a crisis, all of a sudden what God's told you or what you've read in the word or what you, what you, uh, what you've heard somebody say or speak, the Holy Spirit will start causing those things to rise up on the inside of you and it'll start talking to you. You need to let the Holy Ghost minister to you at this time in your life because I'm telling something, God don't want you in turmoil. Fear has torment. God don't want you tormented. God didn't give you no spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind, according to 2 Timothy 1.7. God wants to help you. And so I got to thinking about if God's going to bring all things to my remembrance whatsoever he's told me, then I need to, I need to listen to what God has to say. And I was thinking about that last night, and I got to thinking about some of the things he's told me. Anybody ever got to thinking about some of the things he's told you? I mean, even in all this chaos in the world, you're sitting there thinking, well, this is what God said. This is what the Holy Ghost said. Why? Because you're remembering. He's bringing those to your remembrance. He's bringing those things up. In fact, Isaiah 41.10, he told me this. He told me this, and he's told you this. He he tells you the same thing he tells me. What we need to do is just realize he he actually means it. Somebody help me. Isaiah 41.10 says, listen to this. Fear not. Fear not. You're going to look at somebody and say, just say, fear not. Come on, somebody say, fear not out there. Out there, right out there. Say, fear not. Fear not. Listen to what he says. For I am with you. Fear not. For I am with you. Oh, does that help anybody right now? Fear not because I am with you. Listen to what he said. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm telling you, God says you don't have to be dismayed. And he says, I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to help you. You can't get no more help than that or better help than that, can you? If God says he's going to help you, he's got all the help you need. He's got toilet paper somewhere out there for you. If not, he's got you an old T-shirt in your, your, your closet somewhere or something. You're going you're to make it. Come on, you're going to make it. I got to thinking this might be gross to you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I thought if your wife's got some of them silk shirts, this is a good opportunity to wipe with silk. Anyway, don't do it, guys. Don't do it because I will be stoned as a pastor. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, you know, I, I would have never thought in a crisis the first thing that would go would be toilet paper. But oh well. Aren't you glad you live in the country, some of you folks out there? Listen to that. Here's another thing he told me. Something else he told me. What did he say? I'll bring to your remembrance whatsoever I've told you. Here's another thing he's brought up in my heart. Uh, Isaiah 4, 4, 13, 41, 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. There it is again. He says, I'm going to help you. Isaiah 43, 1 says, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, or you could put your name in there. Did he create you? He formed you. He made you. So we could say it like this, But now, now thus says the Lord who created you, O Randy, O Linda, O Cedric, or whatever your name is, you just put that in there. He who formed you, O Israel, or Randy, listen to what he says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. Listen to this. I like this. I, listen. You are mine. You are mine. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm God's. 
Are you God's? If you're God's, he's going to watch over you. Amen. Don't fear. I'm like, you're going to hear me say that a lot. And uh, so uh, I've just been saying no fear here. Say it with me. No fear here. No fear here. Come on. No fear here. Hallelujah. I'm turning here because I was going to read one scripture, but I'm going to read a passage of scripture right here. Why? Because this is another thing he's told me. I said, this is another thing. He said, he said, he's told you all those things. He's told me a whole bunch of things. I said, he's told me a whole bunch of things. I just got a little time to share some of them. And I think these are the ones the Lord told me to share with you. He said, you don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. He's going to take care of you. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, listen to this. He said this to me. He said this to you. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who or what can be against us? What shall we say to all these things? What shall we say to all the chaos? What shall we say to all the anxiety? What shall we say to all the fear? What shall we say to all the the situations going on around us? We don't need to be saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, no, no. We need to be saying, I'm not going to fear. We need to be saying, the Lord is for me. God is for me. Who can be against me? That means the coronavirus, COVID-19. God's on your side, amen? Listen to what he said. Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as a sheep for the slaughter. But notice this, yet in all these things, in famine, in nakedness, in peril or dangers, in distress, in tribulation. He said, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're more than conquerors. You're more than a conqueror out there. You're going to conquer this thing in Christ Jesus. He's already given you the victory. The Bible says God always causes us to have the victory in Jesus. Amen? Listen to what Paul goes on to say. He said, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These things are not going to separate us from the love of our God. He loves us. He cares about you. He wants to take care of you. Glory to God. That's a good time to shout. Hallelujah. And then he told me this. He told me this. Oh, my God. He told me this. And he told you this too. Philippians 4.19. I know you guys in here know it. I know most of you out there know it. But I'm going to read it to you anyway. This is what he said. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What did he say? He said, I'm going to bring all these things to your remembrance whatsoever I have told you. 
I'm going to supply every one of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So these are some of the things he's told us, and actually everything I've read to this point, he's told us what we need to be sometimes is reminded of them. In some of the most stressful times in your life, you need to be reminded of what God has said. You need to remind yourself. Let the Holy Ghost talk to you, minister to you. And then going back to uh, uh, John 14, listen to what verse 27 says. He says, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Sounds like we heard that a little bit earlier. Do not let your hearts be troubled. In other words, you're going to have to do something about the troubling of your heart. You need to say, we're not going to be troubled in the name of Jesus. We're going to trust God. Pull your little ones together. You husbands and wives, get together and say, listen to me, we're going to trust God. If, if you lose your job, God's your source. And I'm telling you, whatever might happen, God's going to take care of you if you will trust Him to do it. Don't fret. Don't worry. And so he goes on to say, he says, I give you my peace. Don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Listen to what it says. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. He said, don't allow yourself, don't permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled. God wants you to get a grip on yourself and say, listen, we're going to get through this thing. We're going to make it, praise God. God's for us, not against us. We're not, uh, listen, we're, we're just going to trust the Lord. Come on, somebody, help me. Are you going to trust the Lord? Just trust the Lord. Here's something else he said. Here's something else he said I want to drive home with to you. And it's in a, a Matthew Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Listen to what he said. Therefore, this is Jesus talking. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Sounds like he's pretty serious about this. Do not worry. You said, well, pastor, look at, look at the day we're living in. It don't matter what day you're living in. He said, don't worry. And then he tells us, tells us why we don't have to worry. Isn't that good news? He says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Listen, God values you. You have value on your life. You're important to God. You're a somebody. You're a child of God. You belong to Him. You're a king and a priest under our God. Don't ever devalue yourself or thank God devalues, devalues, devalue, devalue anyway you. Get tongue-tied there a little bit. Listen to what it says. Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his statue? He said you can't change anything by worrying. You're not going to change. If you do, it's going to be for the worse, not for the better. And so it goes on to say in verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 
Therefore, do not worry, saying, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Notice what he said, Do not worry, saying. The King James says, Take no thought. You know, everything starts with a thought. It becomes bombarding you. You sit around thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm telling you something, it starts becoming a reality when you start saying it. Because he said, Take no thought, saying. You take a thought when you start saying it. Thoughts can be cast down. That's another message. But I'm telling you something, you don't have to worry about what you're going to drink. He said, Don't be saying, Well, what are we going to eat? Now, you may be thinking it, and you may be looking around, but God's trying to pull our attention over on Him. He's trying to pull our focus over on Him as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He says, He said, here, here's the deal. He said, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. God has, God knows exactly what we need. Did He say? Didn't we read Philippians 4, 19? My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But listen to what He said. Here, here's how you can get this thing to change. But seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All what things? My clothing, my food, my provision, everything that I need. If I will just seek first the kingdom of God, He said all these things are just going to be added to me and to you. It goes on to say, it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. There's people worrying about tomorrow. Maybe your electric bill, maybe your, maybe your, uh, your, your mortgage payment, your, your, your car payment or whatever it might be. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just trust God today. Each day, trust Him. Tomorrow, you'll trust Him. For tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. He said, listen, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. He said, because I'm going to take care of you each and every day if you will just seek me and search for me with all your heart. Listen, that's what we need to do. Search God and the way He does things. Listen to God. Listen to the Holy Ghost. Read your Bible. Pray. Seek the face of God. And God will take care of you. I promise you that. Listen to what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. It says, casting all your care upon Him. For Why? Because He careth for you. Cast all your care. A lot of you may have some cares out there. Well, cast them over on God. He said He cares for you. The Amplified says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. He cares about you. Listen to some other translations of that latter part of that verse. Or the, the first part of the verse. He said, throw all your anxiety upon him, for his concern is about you. Throw all your anxiety upon him, for his concern is about you. Another translation says, unload all your worries on to him, since he is looking after you. Another translation said, hand all your anxieties to him, for you are his care. God cares about you. You don't have to worry about nothing. God's going to take care of you in grand style. Aren't you glad for that? You know, I got one more story I want to read to you this morning. I know I've been talking fast, so you have to hear fast. Listen fast. But God wants to comfort your hearts today. And I know he's doing that through a lot of uh, ministers today over the air. Your preachers are, and are doing the same thing. And, and uh, when we get through today, I, I just hope when you sit down, you say, wow, God's on my side. 
God's on my side. The Bible says, blessed is man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Amen. Matthew 14, a story that I love. Ministered from it many, many times. And the Lord kind of brought this to my, my heart last night. Verse 22. It says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, and the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. This is a situation that's kind of contrary to your lifestyle. But I'm telling you, the things arise sometimes in our lives that we don't have no control over and we don't have no power over. I mean, we have, may have power over them. We don't have no control over them when they come. And it goes on to say, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Now we look at a scenario with Peter and all the disciples that was in that boat going to the other side. A storm arose. It was, was uh, beating against their boat, was, was causing trouble. It was contrary to their, their efforts and their, 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 their journey that they were on. And I'm telling you, when Jesus showed up and Peter said this, he said, listen, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And Peter jumped out of the boat. And listen, the Bible says, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And I want to I want to throw this in here right now because we know that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. You can't separate the two. And so he went to the Word. He was headed to the Word. You, you need to go to the Word at this time in your life. You need to listen to the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Apply it to your life. And notice what all of a sudden he's walking on the water. He's actually doing what only Jesus had done up to that point. He's walking on the water to go to Jesus. But notice what happened. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Listen to me. Did the wind, did the wind just start blowing when he got out of the boat? It was already blowing. But all of a sudden, here's what happened to Peter. He got out of the boat. He started walking. Listen, here's what his focus was. He got out of the boat. He started going towards the Word of God. His focus was on the Word. His focus was on Jesus. And all of a sudden, somewhere between Jesus and the boat, all of a sudden, he got distracted. Next thing you know, he gets to looking and he started feeling the wind. He started feeling the pressure. He started feeling the things that was coming against him. And next thing you know, he got his eyes off of the Word. He took his focus off of the Word. He saw that the wind was boisterous. And here's what happened. He was afraid. He was afraid. Let me tell you something. Jesus got out of that... I mean, Peter got out of that boat in faith. But when he got his eyes off of the word that produces faith and he started looking at the the wind and feeling the wind, next thing you know, the Bible says fear came in. 
I'm going to tell you that's exactly what happens in our lives sometimes. When we're facing situations right now, you, you're, you may be a faith person. You may, uh, I believe God, I trust God. And all of a sudden, fear is trying to come in and overwhelm you. Why? Because the devil wants to pull your focus off of the, uh, of the word of God and the provision of God and the mighty God and who you are in God to get you looking at the impossibilities of the, the world's trying to present to you. But I'm here to tell you, listen to what happened. It says, and beginning to sink, beginning to sink. Did you know you just don't begin to sink when you step out of a boat? Go try it. You're just going to sink. But I'm telling you, sometimes through the process of the erosion of, of, of time and such begins to try to erode your faith. You may start out saying, I'm believing God, we're trusting God. And now weeks went by and you said, now, 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 God, we're saying we're trusting you. But we're, 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 we're needing this and we're needing Listen, don't let time erode your faith. Stay with God. Don't, don't get so called up in all the, 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 the naysayers and the talk that's going on. Stay with the faith and stay with the word of God. He says he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Thank God for our Savior Jesus. And immediately, listen to this, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, Oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Now listen to this. I, I, I picture this in my mind so many times of these stories about Peter and, and uh, uh, Jesus walking on the water. And when he began to sink, I believe this is how it happened. I believe J- Peter, while he was sinking in, in, in that water, and when those waves were trying to overcome him, when the fear was trying to overcome him, when the fear was trying to take him out, all of a sudden he began to reach out for the word. He began to reach up to the Word of God. Listen to me. Jesus didn't, uh, he didn't hold his hands down. He didn't try to, try to, uh, uh, keep himself from God. He began to reach up to God in his fear. Listen to me. Uh, you've got to stay, even if your fear is trying to get a hold of you, listen, reach out to God in faith. Reach out to Jesus because I'm going to tell you what he's going to do. He's going to reach down to you and he's going to grab you by your hand and he's going to pull you back up. Listen to me. He didn't say, well, you, 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 you little wimp. What in the world are you doing? Why didn't you keep believing? You can just swim back to the boat. Don't you imagine Peter could swim? He was a fisherman, but I'm telling you, he was overwhelmed by fear. Listen, there's things that you can do that you're paralyzed and you're not doing it because of fear. Listen to me. Peter reached up and said, save me, Lord. And Jesus said, I think I will save you, Peter. I think I want you. I need you. I've got to have you. And he reached out and grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up. But here, listen to this. Listen to this. Let me get my breath for just a minute. Listen, have you ever tried to pull somebody up that didn't want up? Have you ever tried to pull somebody up that don't want up? It's hard to pull them up. But when somebody is pulling back on you, I said when somebody's pulling back on you, you can pull them up because your strengths together make you one. And I'm telling you, I guarantee you, when Jesus reached his hand, the Bible, one translation says, Jesus took hold of Peter. And he took hold of him, but listen to me, Peter took hold of him. And I'm telling you, when he took hold of Jesus and Jesus took hold of him, or the Word, when he took hold of the Word, listen to me, listen, you said, I don't know if that's true. When you get to heaven, you watch this video, you'll see I'm true, right? 
When he pulled him, when Peter started pulling on the word, listen to me, the word started pulling him up. And when the word pulled him up, listen to me, he got back on top of the water and walked back to the boat. And walked back to the boat. Listen to me. I don't know where you are. I don't know where if you're sinking or what. But if you'll reach up and grab hold of the word again, trust God again, and say, God, we're going to make it through this because you're for me and you're not against me. I'm telling you, things are going to change in your life because when you pull on the word, the word's going to pull on you and it's going to pull you up. It'll pull you back up into faith. It'll pull you back up into peace. It'll pull you back up into joy. God will do that for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now listen what he said. He called him and he, he stretched out his hand, called him and said to him, Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? That word doubt also has the idea of fear. Why did you fear? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Listen, God cares about you. And I know sometimes we've all been through those times that we're, we're concerned and, and wondering what are we going to do. But I'm telling you, I have learned... My family has learned, this church has learned, and I know you have learned that if we'll just hold on to the Word of God, it's going to pull us back up. And I'm telling you, God's working on your behalf. Don't let all this trouble in this world deter you from God, cause you not to believe in God. He cares about you. He cares about you. And great peace have those who love God. If you love God, the peace of God will mount garrison around your heart and your mind. Read Philippians 4. Just go read that chapter and just meditate it on it a little bit because he said if you will pray, he says be anxious for nothing but in all things through prayer with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God will mount garrison around your hearts and your mind. I'm glad you tuned in today. I really am. I hope we've helped you some today. and I know God's going to do some great and mighty things in your life.